0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and I got Kyle with me. And as you noticed, we got new theme music. Woo-woo.
1: Good job, Damon.
0: I know. I wish it was a little longer, though. I mean, i was just starting to get used to it. Well, this is not a music class. Okay, is, fine, fine. This is a podcast. I, I think people are here to hear okay. all the insights true. that we have, not just the music. True, true. But maybe they'll... Stick around and listen to it at the end. <laughs> Maybe we can do an extended version oh, of the, there we uh, go. the outro music. Um, so kind of at last episode, we talked about different changes that we were making for 2024. And one of the changes that are coming in is that we've kind of changed up our reading plan for this year. Last year was a, a lot about quantity, and we went through the whole New Testament in 2023. And so this year we wanted to kind of dive in a little bit deeper and focus more on quality. So, we are actually going to go through in a similar sense what our sermon series is going through at the same time and trying to tie it in and tag along at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, this right now we're going through the book of Ephesians and last week we were Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 through 15, 14 mm-hmm. and this week we are Ephesians chapter 1 15 through 23 and to help facilitate us diving a little bit deeper for our reading plan this this year, um, we gave out five days' worth of questions. How's the reading plan going for you guys?
1: It's definitely an adjustment. I, I think in the beginning, I did get in the habit of just reading it, and um, I got a little bit of practice answering questions when my wife would ask me, <laughs> what does this mean? And i will tell her, I don't know. <laughs> no, or, or looking up answers or just um, diving into it a little deeper. Um, but this year with the questions that were provided, um, it gives a different feel to it because you're reading the same passage um, over and over. Um, but the questions help you pinpoint different things or some of them are easier or I feel like things come to me quicker and other ones are a little bit more difficult. And I think for me personally, when there's questions given to, for something like that, I sometimes like almost put pressure on myself to want to find something or some revelation. Mm. And I think sometimes I know I need to, I guess uh, it's more about like allowing God into the conversation that I'm having or the the things that I'm thinking about. Um, if there's anything that he's revealing to me and sometimes it may be something deep and, um, you know, an epiphany or or something like that. And other times I think it's not, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Not every verse is going to scream at you and make you, you know, completely changed or different, Mm -hmm. but all in all, it's important. And and I think it's just, you know, continuing to get in the habit to dive into it deeper is good.
2: Yeah. If you got screamed at every day, it wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. It's going well for me. It's, it's kind of meeting, um, kind of some uh, objectives that I had in mind. So for myself, I'm, I'm going through it and I'm using a journal to write down my answers each day. Mm. Partly, I think, because I'm finding more and more. I can't remember what I did the day before. So, <laughs> so I can go back. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what stood out. So that's helpful. Um, but it's kind of just making me get in the practice of beyond just thinking about it like I think it helps me to write mm. so not not very long just a, f- a few sentences and then the second thing that I was hoping for and and we actually did last week was just incorporating it with my kids mm. so my kids are doing it each each day it's been easier for them because the quantity is lower mm. so I, I found that that's good that they're not struggling to keep up or or it's becoming like a burden but what we did on Sunday is after dinner we just we were sitting on the couch and said, "Okay, let's look at the five questions. What's one question that stood out to you this week as you read through? What was one that you kind of liked?" And so we all, all four of us, went around and shared. And a couple of them were similar, so that was kind of cool that we had some similarities. And then the other ones were different, um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was I thought it was easy for my kids because they had spent five days kind of going through the passage. So they, and they have good memories, but they remembered what, what stood out to them. And then it was just, it wasn't deep and long and like, Oh man, not again, mom and dad, but it was just, it was good. Like we had a a chance to spiritually connect um, over stuff that we're all doing. So I like that we're all on the same
0: uh, page with that. Okay. So on a side note this morning, I got a notification that my phone needed to be updated to the newest operating system. And so I'm an iPhone user. And so in um, iOS 17.2, there's a new app that they came out with that I was kind of scrolling through the different pages. Like, this is a new app. This wasn't here before. Mm-hmm. So with the update, it comes with a journaling app. So oh, Kyle, wow. when you mentioned that you started journaling, interesting. Uh, that kind of came to mind that, yeah, I guess Apple wants people to journal more. So they... Gave you a free app. So if that if when Kyle was talking about it, that was something that um, kind of piqued your interest that you might want to do, update your phone and you'll get a free app. And if you're an Android user, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to go back to the paper and pen. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I think one of the things that I was concerned about going in, especially as we talked about shortening the verses and kind of doing the same verse mm-hmm. throughout the whole week was, Am I going to get bored reading Mm -hmm. the same thing over and over and over again? And really, it's kind of interesting because when, Kyle, you were talking about being more forgetful, I was like, each day when I've read it, it's like, oh, this is new. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I was really anticipating it by the end of the week, feeling like, oh, man, I got to read the same verse over again. But it's cool because I feel like the Lord has highlighted different things about the verse each day. So... There's been something new that I've gleaned each day from the same passage. Even though I'm reading the same thing, it's just mm-hmm. something different each day. So that wasn't something I was anticipating going into this. But I'm glad, and hopefully other people are experiencing it like that too.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm glad we kind of put on there the suggestion to read it in different um, translations too. Because I think for my kids, they're doing that. I've, I've done it in the past, but sometimes I gravitate towards one or another. But it, even from one day to the next, it's like, Wait, that sounds different than what I read yesterday and then you yeah. go back and look and you're like, oh yeah I, I get the meaning is still the same but the wording is very different and it comes through differently so I, I kind of like how that grabs your attention
1: it, it actually does feel like in, in certain uh, different days it does feel like I'm reading a different verse but you're actually not and so it, it it is good to just see even like different words that are used and it gives it a different feel or, or sense and um. I, I will say sometimes the questions are challenging in the sense that, I mean, it's good that the questions are a little bit um, broad or general, mm-hmm. but some of them you're like, I don't know how this really applies. Mm-hmm. And it takes you a little second to dive mm-hmm. a little deeper, but I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is to to, to think about a little bit more than just saying, okay, I'm done and close your book or yeah. turn off your app. Right. So if you are struggling out there a little bit or certain days are a challenge, I mean, it is for me too. So don't feel like you're like, I'm not getting the same thing out of it.
2: And, uh, just one, one clarification for our uh, listeners and just everybody at our church from days, from day two through day five, the translations we use go from more of a literal word for word to more of a, uh,
0: oh, paraphrase,
2: shoot. paraphrase. Thank you. I lost the word <laughs> to more like the message is more of a paraphrase. So, um, you know, don't necessarily get your theology from the message translation, but it's a way to um, enhance uh, um, the word for word that might be a little dry or a little hard to understand. It gives mm-hmm. you a different way to um, read it and approach it. But we thought it would be good for people to hear both like, or and then have like a progression where it's more literal uh, to start with and then move towards more um, paraphrase. Paraphrase. paraphrase, application. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's good to highlight because I think the average person doesn't really know the difference mm-hmm. or why mm-hmm. the way it's, it's written. So I think that's really good to know even for myself to keep that in mind as you're reading it.
0: Cool. So if our little discussion on the changes to the reading plan are new to you, you can get information on our website. Um, just there is a tab that's called reading plan, or it's also at the top of our app. So if you want more information about our reading plan that we're going through right now, and um, what we're doing each week, and some of the different questions—all uh, that information can be found on our website catalyst Christian under the tab reading plan.
1: Or you can bother Kyler Damon in person. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, you, you could do that too. <laughs> so for the next few months, we're going to be going through the Book of Ephesians, and Pastor Barry's kicked us off with Ephesians chapter one, verses one through fourteen kind of in line with our reading plan. Um and I felt like one of the main things that he kept highlighting, and it's also the title of his sermon was what we have in Christ. Mm. And so I thought it would be good for us to kind of kick off our discussion of um for this episode of, you know, talking about the different things that we have in Christ that are highlighted in these verses. So Kyle, you want to kick us off?
2: Yeah, I mean I I thought it was interesting how he specified and I think it's verses Three through 14, basically. There's a little intro, but then those verses, I think he said it's in Christ or in Him, in God. I mean, there's in basically it's uh, inferring in God. It's like 13 times or something listed in there 12 or 13. Um, and it's funny uh, when I read it in the NLT, it doesn't use in very often. It says, but it's, it uses different words when you read it. It's like, oh, it means the same thing, but I liked how he brought out the NASB and ESV are very similar. And I like, I like when uh, writers in the Bible, you do that with wording where they use the same word over and over because mm-hmm. I think it's, it, they're really trying to get a point across. So I that was kind of cool, but it's, it is really amazing. And I know it was one of the things that I wrote down on one of the days that we have every spiritual blessing and mm-hmm. we have every blessing in the spiritual realm. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I know that, but do I live from that? Do I experience that? And it's like, yeah, some days more than others, sometimes deeper uh, understanding than others, but just to know that that's a truth, like, Pastor Barry was saying, there's, those are truths, and if you live from those truths, then it's going to make your life, um, it's going to shape your life in a certain way.
1: I was not here, and so... I didn't. I haven't been able to catch up yet. Um,
0: I was out of yeah, town. Yeah, you were. You got to vacation in Hawaii. I know. I was trying. Yeah. To, I was
2: gonna say like but I'm like, we're past that already. So <laughs> it's like, man, what else do I know? <laughs> but I, I aloha.
1: Think, I think reading over those verses, that part did stand out too. Like the every spiritual blessing, and I think for me, something that has been a challenge but really good for me to focus on is focusing on like. God's promise and the things he has guaranteed for us. I think it's easy for me to um, try to be um, open and, and lean on like, well, okay, if it's God's will, it'll happen. And sometimes be very um, yeah, free and open. And, and to a certain degree, that's good. But I think to another degree, it makes me sometimes forget what I'm actually grounded or anchored in. And so, reading this verse, um, even at the end, when it, when it talks about like the promise of the Holy Spirit and guarant- guaranteeing us, um, yeah, the blessings and stuff, it's it's reassuring that like God doesn't just leave us empty-handed and saying like, okay, just have faith, but you don't have any idea. But being able to to remind myself like, okay, no, God's will is, maybe I don't know it exactly, but I can lean on the promises that he does have and the ways that he is making himself known and, and the things that he has given me can provide some peace even in the times where you're like, I'm not really sure what's going on or where he is. And so I've had to learn to lean on that more and focus on that rather than just be completely like, hands up in the air. Okay, whatever, whatever goes on, goes on.
0: Mm-hmm. I think... The thing with that verse that really causes tension in me is the word "every," mm-hmm. right? Because I think it's easy for me to reconcile that I have spiritual blessings, mm. and but then when he says you have every has, it says, uh, "Blessed be the Lord, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ." So I, it's like I can wrap my mind around I have spiritual blessings, but then when he says he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing, I feel like that's where there's a tension for me. It's how do I get to experience having every spiritual blessing, mm. right? I think, yeah, like like I said, I feel like I can experience, yeah, there's times where I feel blessed spiritually, but do am I experiencing all Every spiritual blessing. I think that's where there's a tension for me. And I think that kind of leads us into something. Do you know what that is, Kyle? Could there be some background music coming? Oh, I got to turn the volume up on the background <laughs> music. Let's try that again. There we go. We're a little rusty uh, out yeah. here with the, the behind enemy <laughs> lines. So so if you didn't know, that's our theme music for behind enemy lines, which is a segment that we... Um, incorporated last year so that we could try to highlight some of the things that the enemy tries to do to hinder us from experiencing all that God has for us. And so, you know, I like I was sharing, I do feel like there is a tension for me when I read this verse and it says he has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Because I think on a day-to-day basis that's not something that I experience. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the enemy's strategy to framing our lives mm. by trying to get us so that we don't experience those things. Because what would our life look like if we were able to experience that every day, every moment of every day, that we already have every spiritual blessing because of being in Christ?
2: Right. And then if if we're not experiencing it, especially repetitive, uh, repetitively, then... We're gonna convince ourselves. Well, then that must not be a truth. Mm-hmm. So that's really his his end goal is to really question the truth. So if God says, "No, oh, no, this is a truth," you have this, but yet we're not experiencing it. Then, do I really have it? Am I not good enough? Am I? Did I do something wrong? Does is that apply only to certain people? And if we can start doing that, and then we just say, like, well, maybe that's just not. Maybe that's not actually true. And that's how. That's when the enemy can win when he starts getting us to doubt God's word and not uh, live from that truth.
1: That that makes me think of also even just like our church's mission mm-hmm. to help people experience all that they're created and called to be in Christ. Like that all part, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like the every blessing. Mm-hmm. And the enemy, you know, it, it's, it's not a matter of like all or nothing. I think sometimes it's even mm-hmm. just like making us um, short-sighted or feel like, Okay, I can I can do a little bit or some, and th- and that's good enough. Or my potential isn't that great, and or I can't do all these things, and so it's like limiting us in a way that um, even though we are experiencing some things, the enemy still has control over like our view of God because we're we're limiting Him, we're limiting h- how He v- how God views us, we're limiting how we view ourselves, and then in that way. We, we aren't able to experience all that we're and called to be. We aren't able to experience every blessing. We don't acknowledge that truth, like you said, and we don't believe these things that, um, you know, God has for us. And then it's I feel like it's easier for him to then kind of play with our minds at that point mm-hmm. rather than just like an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even experiencing some of it and then experiencing that doubt or that disappointment or that wrestling can put us in a place where we're like, oh, maybe this isn't for me, like you said, and then you kind of spiral down, and Mm -hmm. sooner than you know it, you're further away than where you started.
0: Yeah, I think that's one reason why we feel like this year uh, one of the focuses for us as a church is stronger together, Mm -hmm. because then we can help each other to recognize and experience those spiritual blessings in a corporate place when maybe I'm not doing it on my own or I'm not able to experience it on my own. And I think really for us as a church, I feel like that's something that we can do for each other is to help encourage and help to recognize the different spiritual blessings that we have because the enemy is going to try to get us to kind of have that orphan mindset where, oh, I don't have that or oh, I I'm I'm in want, I'm in need. But the Lord says you already have it. Right. And so as a as a community, we can help each other to recognize we do have these things. You do have that. So as we're walking it out together, it actually makes us stronger too. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, I was, <clears throat> I was just, just reflecting on that. The things that are listed are God's truths, and when we have trouble believing them, it's usually from our experiences that don't match up, or um, our feelings don't match up to them being true, and then. How often have I done it myself or seen others then take that and allow that to shape the truth? And it it becomes a partial truth. And maybe it still mm-hmm. looks like, yeah, that's still mostly, but you water it down or you shape shift it in enough where, in, in a way, that's enough to kind of get you off course or to just either dishearten you or take away some hope or take away just the, the fullness of what God has for us. So, yeah, our, our minds... Our minds can play tricks on us, but so can our feelings, so can our circumstances, and so just that being um, having all th- all of those in alignment is is important.
1: Let me let me throw this out there to you guys, because as I'm I was shared and as I'm listening to what or is there or what is the difference when say you're like wrestling with God. Um, or wrestling with something that you know is uh, a spiritual matter Mm -hmm. um, where I guess it's like, because we're talking about potentially like partial truths or maybe we um, don't fully believe it or accept it. So the difference in that scenario versus where, because I I feel like wrestling with God is a good thing. um, And so when you're wrestling with God, there is potentially that same degree or amount of doubt, but there is this engagement with the Lord. So is that the only difference that kind of makes it, I guess, positive versus, um, seeing or believing like a partial truth? Cause I think w- when, and I'll speak for myself, when I wrestle with God, sometimes there is some of that idea of like, I believe it to a degree And then there's that gap where it's faith where I'm wrestling through, right? And so in that instance, would you kind of qualify that as partial truth or is that kind of something different that you would see? Because I just don't want people to hear it and be like, oh, I don't fully believe this yet, so I can't commit to it. You know, it's like, well, I think it's okay if there's a part of you that's wrestling with it and you believe or you want to believe it, but then it's just hard to, say, get to a hundred percent or, or what it, whatever it is.
2: I mean, for me, I think it's what the way you described it. There is the, it's the faith element. Mm-hmm. I think when it's, I, I can only see it happening to this level and that's all I'm experiencing. That's all of my circumstances show. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where the truth stops then. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to shift that truth to make it fit and match that versus, okay, I still, it doesn't, I don't, I don't fully realize the truth in my emotions, in my circumstances, yet I know that's still the truth. Mm. And so I have to, in faith, even though it doesn't match what I'm going through, in faith I have to say, no, that's still truth. Mm. So that's what I mean by the partial truth. It's mm. more like mm. you can only see it up to a certain point, so then, well, I'm not going to still believe that that's true or, or use faith to still connect it. It's like mm. that means I have to shift the truth to match. So, yeah, that's a good point. Good, Uh, clarification that 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 makes a lot of sense
0: i think sometimes too uh for myself the lord wants to build my resiliency Mm. and so i think there's times where i feel like he's not necessarily holding back certain things or holding back truths or making it so i don't experience things but i feel like sometimes he's holding them for me Mm. right so that it builds my resiliency to pursue to pursue the wrestling to pursue Mm. the going after the truth. Like, is this really the true? I need to, I need to go seek it. Right. I need to go seek his kingdom. I need to go, go after it. Mm. And then there is a revelation and it's like, wow, I'm so glad that I went on this journey to finding it. And it would have been, and I'm treasuring this, this truth now more than if he would have just told it to me in the first place Mm. because of the journey that I went on to go after it, to seek it, to find it. Right, And so the purpose of the journey was the finding, which is what he wanted for me in the first place. But part of the journey and part of the reason why I'm holding on to it so tightly or I treasure it is because of the journey that I went on to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's not just like everything's given right now and revealed right now. And I didn't have to work for it or I didn't have to go after it. And so because I think sometimes when, when that when everything comes so easily, we don't treasure it mm-hmm. as much. Right. We don't hold on to it as tightly. And so I think this is a way, kind of, to deepen the truth in us mm. and, and deepen that that root and that seed, so that we hold on to it tightly because we had to, kind of, we had to, we had to work for it. That's really good.
2: Yeah, and I mean that aligns with Jesus's teachings of that's why he used parables because he wanted people to pursue like, well, what does that mean? Like, what, and he wanted them to go search out the application. He didn't want to just like spoon feed them, mm. and then they're like. Yeah, okay, whatever. There's not nothing behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good.
0: Yeah, and then some of those teach I mean, not some. A lot of those teachings are still relevant today, right? And so people are felt like they were so memorable they had to write them down and we're still reading them about them today, right? Which could be different than, you know, when I tell my son, "Hey, I think you should do this because of this reason," and he forgets about it right away, right, but right. Okay, so kind of in line with that One other thing that I felt like Pastor Barry mentioned during um, his sermon that I think kind of goes in line with how do we approach it when we feel like the enemy is trying to steal some of these truths from us is uh, he kind of gave us a, a perspective shift. And he talked about this phrase that has been coming to mind over and over and over again. And that phrase is, God wants us to do less asking and more thinking. And when we have that perspective of being thankful for what He's given to us, how that shapes our experience of our life. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the the, the phrase itself, um, while it, while it seems a little self explanatory. I, I, I agree with it, but I'm thinking in the moments when you are being attacked or you, or you feel like, um, you know, asking for help or God, take me out of this situation or fix this. Um, I know it, it took myself a lot of training to catch myself and acknowledge and, and, Thank God for who he is in the midst of, Mm. of hard times. Like I was open and honestly, not good at that Mm. Um, because of circumstances or just because where my mindset and my headspace was, it wasn't natural to say, dear God, thank you. When I'm like down in the dumps, Mm. it's like almost like that. "woe is me mentality. Right? Like, what do I have to be thankful for? And in actuality, you know, there, there's a ton. And so, I do think that when you can get in the habit or catch yourself that mindset does make a difference. But I think the one of the hardest parts is that initial hump to, to shift it. Because, you know, God does want us to, to come to him and ask for help when we need. But when it becomes just like a favor list or like, can you just do all these things for me when he becomes like a genie in a bottle, then it's like, now you're not really seeking the relationship. You're just seeking what God can do for you instead Mm -hmm. of who he is. Right. And so I I feel like if I were to look back at my own like prayer life, there's probably a fine line where it finally kind of switched to where, Um, especially in times uh, of trouble or or trial, it wasn't just a, okay, God, I need you to do this for me or need help. But it was more like, you know, acknowledging who he is. I, I'm, I'm thankful that you are a God that like has victory over these things so that you can, so that it can come to you seeking your strength. There's, you know, it's like acknowledging the who he is instead of just like, okay, God, I need you or please help me get out of this because like it sucks or it hurts or I know you're powerful. So make this go away. Mm -hmm. Like while, while some of those things are true, just that posture is different.
2: Yeah. I, I like how it ties in with those, those verses of all the spiritual blessings we have in Christ, Mm. because I think it, it is a, a, a shift in focus from what I think I'm lacking to what I actually have mm. instead of asking God, can I have more patience? God, I need more peace. God, I need whatever. Instead. It's like, God, I thank you that I have peace. Thank you that I have patience. Help me to apply it in this area. Cause mm. it's, it's already mine. I already have it. And, and when you think of it that way, it seems like, Oh, that's just silly. But when you, when you can, when you can approach or even be in the middle of a situation and have that mindset, it 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 totally changes it because you already have what you need. You just you just want the Lord to help you apply it or help you to see how it's supposed to play out. Mm. And I'll I'll say I'm I there's times when I can I can say I'm actually decent at it, but there's a lot of times where I'm like after the fact, oh why why did I approach it? I approached it like I'm an orphan. <laughs> like I don't mm. I'm I'm in want. I'm I'm lacking. But it's like, but I'm not I'm not lacking I just didn't tap into the right source. And that that would have come through thank, thankfulness and thinking that I already I already have those things. Mm. And Damon's got a smirk on his face. So I'm like, why, why are you laughing at my sharing, dude?
0: <laughs> I forgot why. <laughs> <laughs> he had some good thought. I talked long enough where he lost his thought. <laughs> Oh well, no, then you called me. I was ready to talk about it. Then you called me out. <laughs> I'm
2: like, man, you're like making me self-conscious over here. I'm talking, I'm looking at Brett, and I keep looking at Damon. And he's smirking. I'm like, oh man,
0: he's gonna make fun of me. No, I'm just keep talking. Let me think. Let <laughs> okay. me think if I can remember what I was what yeah. I was gonna say.
1: Well, okay, Kyle, in your experience, when you have maybe let's say caught yourself afterwards, did you did that lead you to like go back and, and change like shift in then um, either that prayer or that like um, desire for, for you to apply or experience um, like what God has already given you or was it more just like a next time thing or. yeah,
2: I think it's more of a next time. It's more of like an aggregate enough failures with the right recognition afterwards. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll either catch myself quicker or I'll even catch myself. You know, a lot of it, I mean, I'll be honest, it comes with parenting. It's like <laughs> you do things wrong and you catch yourself after. It's like, oh, I want to do that different next time. And mm. sometimes you might still respond or react because it's a habit or whatever. But then it's like, there's and there's times when you catch yourself and you're like, oh, that's what, and that came out so much better. Mm. I feel so much better. That situation was better. But it's it's like the same type of thing. It, it just takes, it takes a Honestly, it takes more failures because you have to kind of break those habits. But then it's even the recognition after is still a victory because you're seeing it and that's going to help you shift Mm -hmm. in the future. But we can sometimes get discouraged like, oh, I just keep doing that and it just make it such a negative. But actually it can be a really good thing. And
0: Damon's got a smirk back, so I think he's ready. <laughs> well, you kept talking, so I might have forgotten. No, just kidding. I, I actually wrote it down this time, so I don't forget. Okay, so when Kyle was talking about patience and, and approaching it, thank you for the patience that you've already given to me that I already have access to. It, it reminded me that Brett and I were talking about patience yesterday and about kind of joking about you know, when you ask God for patience, then he gives you a situation. Yeah. It's like, oh, so instead of me asking for patience and then he puts me in a situation, I can just thank God for the patience that I already have. Maybe I don't need those yeah, situations you, anymore. Dude, there you go. That's the, that's the next
2: level, level. I'm not there yet.
0: Yeah, so maybe that will prevent us from being put in situations where we need patience. So, Or these spiritual blessings, right? So maybe instead of asking for the spiritual blessings or the spiritual fruit that we already have access to, and God having to put us in situations where we get to exercise it, if we thank Him for it, maybe we don't need to be put in those situations. I don't know. Just, no, just I think
2: I think those situations will still come, but we'll just handle them the way He wants us to. Yeah,
0: I think one side note to
1: it um, that I I found interesting and helpful for me is part of the the you know saying thank you for make like giving me patience already and and applying it. Part of that is like not speaking it to it into existence but that declaration aspect Mm -hmm. and i used to you know not be so keen on that or just like i don't like why are you saying things that you're not actually but it's it's you know i kind of liken it to the idea like if you're in a game and you're telling yourself i'm gonna miss this shot like i'm not gonna make it like i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss you're most likely gonna miss Mm -hmm. right but you know the the top athletes or whatever even if they're oh for whatever they tell their tell themselves the next one's going in. Mm -hmm. And so in that same aspect, it's like, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I'm not in that situation, but maybe in my marriage, I'm like, okay, the next time that this comes up, like just telling myself, like, I'm going to exercise my patience. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient.
2: It never happens with my wife, (laughs) only my kids. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) And then, right. It's like, it's at least like, you're saying the recognition or that, the shift is already taking place even if the action doesn't necessarily follow suit right away. Right, right. It's just having that on your mind or being conscious of it or then wanting to uh, live that out. You're like a step closer, mm-hmm. right? Even if, you, like you said, the next time it's not right away, the change is not immediate. It's like, well, the next time this comes, maybe I'll be quicker to catch myself or I'll be quicker to step into it or even quicker to apologize or whatever it is right. that you're making a step towards Living those things out, and so, I I would encourage people too to like have more of that willingness to declare certain things. And sometimes it feels funny, but I I do think there is power, and it does help shift yeah. the mind.
2: Yeah, and I think I'm glad you actually brought that up because I think it highlights something else that Pastor Barry mentioned: is all of this stuff we're talking about, it's in Christ. Mm. So it's like, yeah, otherwise, are we just speaking things into existence? It's like. Yeah, that's like a worldly secular thing. That can be that way too, but we're doing it because it's a truth. It's in Christ. If we're in Christ, Mm. these are truths. We have them. So we're not speaking it. We're just coming into agreement with it. So it's a little different aspect because of the truth that we're believing. Mm -hmm. So I I do want people to recognize that because it might sound like, oh, that's secular. That sounds... Kind of hokey, yeah, 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 or whatever, but it's like
0: it's no. power of positive thinking,
2: yeah, right. It could it could sound like that, but it's like, no, these are truths in Christ. This is, these are truths and facts. And so, if we waver from that, and it's like, okay, well, that's gonna shake our foundation. But if we stand firm in that and we say, God, thank you for giving me uh, patience, thank you for giving me hope, thank you for giving me, yeah, hope in, in a situation that would cause most people to have despair, mm. help me to uh, live from that or mm. whatever. Um, it's it it is it is going to have similarities to a, a way the way a secular person would approach it, but it's coming from a truth that we hold to.
0: Mm. And Brett, when you were talking too, it really highlighted to me something that we talked about towards the end of last year on, on the podcast, which is there's a lot of things going on in spiritual that we can't see, mm. right? So when we make some of those declarations, we might not necessarily see what it's doing in the spiritual, but it's making a difference because. God has given our voice power. And so mm. when we make those, some of those declarations, we we might not be able to see but, you know, the demons might run away, the ones that are speaking some of those lies into mm. us, just because we're standing firm in the truth and they know that they they have nothing that can go against that.
1: I think that's huge because I I've only recently realized just probably a, a small segment of how many things I would come to agreement that probably aren't from God. Mm. And that before I would, that I would never even think of that, but, um, that's something that's been more on my radar and, and, you know, reflecting on and reading over Bible verse like this and, and even looking, you know, to the next section, it's like, what would you rather for myself? It's like, what would you rather come to agreement with? Right? Like, would you rather come to agreement with, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough at this, or I, this is going to be how it is for me or, or come into an agreement like, no you have every spiritual blessing from the lord so
2: are are there a couple of those examples that you could share with our listeners of things that you had been in agreement with that you didn't even realize and then that they were kind of made you were made aware of it and kind of like oh i don't i don't want to keep that pattern
1: yeah one was um i mean it goes back to me being a quote-unquote realist (laughs) (laughs) and so so with with certain aspects of my life i would only view it in that lens Mm. so like you know it seemed like bigger life events i was gonna have to take a detour Mm. and so it was like the things that i have on my heart or i want there was like it was almost like a i felt like there's no point in me dreaming or uh, imagining or envisioning what it's going to look like because it's not going to happen that way or like not to get my hopes up too high because they're just going to get crushed and so it's all these things of expectation of potential of um, having to go through difficulties having to take a detour things not going your way feeling like you get the short end of the stick having to adapt it's like nothing's going to come easy so you just got to build like the thickest skin possible and be ready to like be looked at differently because you weren't able to do it like everybody else, you know, like all these different things, I would just like almost prepare myself for the worst. And so in, in actuality, I was coming to agreement with like, Mm. that's how I see myself. Mm. That's how I view the things that I do. Um, that's what I feel like I amount to like, in all these areas. And, and I didn't even recognize it because it's not something that I maybe carry, um, around like, every day or I don't say those things every day, but I, I know when I knew something was coming or I could think about something in the future, those things would, would come into my mind.
2: So would, would that shape, did that shape the way you, um, the way you saw, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this, how you saw that God saw you? Like did, did that make you think that, Oh God sees me as not worthy of these blessings or worthy of, my dreams being fulfilled. So did, did it? Did it kind of cloud or shape your view of how he saw you?
1: It did cloud it. I I think it didn't. It's it's interesting. It didn't detract from me knowing like who God was, but it did definitely put like a I would say like a limiter on. Like when we when I think about our church's mission, mm-hmm. it made me feel like the all that I'm created and called to be is like less than Mm. right. Like, okay, I can experience all that I'm created to be, but it's like a couple steps Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. from like everybody else, or I'm not going to be able to fulfill this because of, of this. And so it's like this limit Mm -hmm. where I can't reach something. And so it, it was, I guess it clouded in the way that I didn't have, um, uh, I don't want to say, a greater amount of faith but that aspect of faith was lacking for me mm-hmm. that through the obstacles or through whatever limitations i thought i think i think i have or i experience that like kind of like that's it mm-hmm. like it's kind of like a dead end after that and so it, at times it definitely you know got me really disheartened and frustrated um and i think also what it did was it it made me more self-conscious of what I chose to do. And so in certain ways, like I wasn't allowing God to work because I was making the choice of like, I don't want to get hurt. So I'm going to just choose this already mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm, I'm not going to be able to reach um, whatever, if, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it it does. And I, I just feel like there's a number of people listening that probably have similar experiences. I've had seasons like that too, um, so I'm just, I'm not trying to grill you, but I think no, it's, no. it's good to ask you how it's playing out for you. Cause I think that might be relevant for other people. So, um, how have, what has made a, a difference or what has made a shift in you then to not see it that way? Like what, what has been something key that's gotten you out of that pattern of thinking or that, that way of viewing yourself or your circumstances to, to like a, a more of a fullness of the way God sees it.
1: There's been, um, Various things. Um, one of the biggest things, and and I think you know, being able to uh, share at retreat and um, this whole idea of stronger together, like the community that I have around me, was was a huge part of it. I mean, being able to talk to you guys about different things, uh, my wife and and my friends. Like one thing that Pastor Barry told me when it came to like relationships was, like I'm good at choosing others but I'm not good at letting others choose me. Mm -hmm. And so it was like I was making choices to protect myself Mm -hmm. and thinking I'm protecting others by limiting Mm -hmm. how much they can see or how much they can experience with me because I didn't want to be a burden to them or I didn't want my shortcomings to fall into them. Mm -hmm. But he told me like, well, the same way that you're choosing people and their shortcomings, you need to let them choose you. Mm -hmm. And so that was the biggest step for me Initially with with Brittany, and then from there it was like, oh, this is not just like for Brittany. Like even in my friendships, Mm. am I treating it that way? Even when I'm talking to other people, like am I treating it that way? And so the first step was like being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like the parts with that I would want to protect, or the parts that I felt like "Ah, I'm I can't reach that, or I'm, you know, this is a difficult area. I had to let people see those things. and still choose to walk with me still choose to be my friend still choose to pour into me and sometimes i I feel like when we you know can't see past a certain point like other people might see it they may be able to see what you don't see in yourself or they may be able to point you to no this is how god actually sees you you're actually listening to a lie Mm. or no i've actually seen you accomplish that you think you're not doing it but I'm seeing you actually do it, right? And then that starts to help shift like, oh, okay, there are these things that are combating those lies that you're believing or these shortcomings that I think I have or whatever it might be. Um, that was one of the biggest things because, yeah, the people that I have around me, I really value. And then I think I think another thing that helped was just um, diving into like, just my my own faith like why i believe what i believe and 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 diving more into that and i think hand in hand was being able to let go more Mm -hmm. and that's something that i think Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's either choked out of you where you got to tap out and you're forced Mm -hmm. to let go or other times it's like it could be a slow like some of us have a tight grip on a lot of things and so sometimes that release of, of holding things loosely, it could be quick for some people and for other people, it can take a lifetime. Right. And, but for me, there were certain things where it's like, okay, I have to really learn to hold things more loosely because like it's yeah, I, I'm squeezing the life out of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, whether it was diving into the word or w- whatever it was, spending more time, having more spiritual conversations, all of those things helped. And then, I think the biggest thing was the community around me.
0: Yeah. I think for myself, um, when it comes to like ungodly beliefs, some of the things that you have been sharing about Brett, I think one of the big things for me was going through IPM Mm -hmm. because, uh, so Catherine Komai at our church has developed a program with some of the other people at our church, like Joey and Sanjo and uh, a program called IPM, which is intensive prayer ministry. But it's, it's not, intense, mm-hmm. it's, it's really actually, it thorough, was actually really thorough. Fun. It's like yeah. thorough prayer ministry. Intensive. Yeah. Being thorough, not intense. <laughs> uh, it's not like they're just trying to find all your deepest sins and bring them out. That, that's not what it's about. It's a, it was actually a really enjoyable experience, but one of the sessions that we went through, they highlighted different ungodly beliefs and helped. They had, they've developed kind of a process of how to address them and how to, um, walk with the Lord to set yourself free from some of those. So if any of those types of things that Brett has been talking about in this episode, different ungodly beliefs, or if it's been difficult for you to experience freedom from those, uh, even in the midst of reading truths, like we've been reading in Ephesians chapter one, uh, you might want to talk to Catherine a little bit about it and check out IPM because I feel like for myself, that was really helpful and really, uh, like transformational for me in how I see myself and how I see the Lord in recognizing what's true and what's not really from him.
2: Yeah. I mean, they, it can be with Jody too, just in our prayer ministries with a, a deliverance session. Sometimes somebody will share something and it's like, Oh, I think that's an ungodly belief. And, and they kind of, they share and they they say different things and it's like, Oh, there's an ungodly belief that, that you shared earlier. Let's, we want to speak, uh, come against that and then re- and then you kind of renounce it you kind of break it but then you ask God like what's the godly belief you want mm. me to replace it with because that's really the key is it's identifying the ungodly belief but it's replacing it with God's truth mm. and then that way you can live from the truth and, and that, that that ungodly belief doesn't have the hold it does or it did yeah um, yeah no I, I Brett I, I really appreciate you uh, being vulnerable there you know to our listeners, we're are semi-scripted, semi-unscripted. We have some topics that we want to cover, but we don't go through all the stuff. And so, I just felt like when you were sharing, I'm like, I think I know I've had similar experiences, and I think a lot of people have those types of journeys. But I th- I know it helps me when I hear specific stories of like, mm. what was it like? How did you overcome it? What was what were you you know what did you do? What made you shift, or what made the shift in your your thinking, your beliefs? instead of just being, like, theoretical. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, and I hope, I know our listeners will value it.
1: Um, Anytime I can be of help, I don't mind sharing. And I think the biggest thing overall that I always come back to is, like, I remember Pastor Barry telling me, like, just being willing to die to yourself, (laughs) right? And all these different areas, it's like, okay, I guess I got to die to myself (laughs) here. Okay, I guess I got to die. But really what that looks like is, like, when you die to those things, like God gives you life the ways that he wanted, right? And so it's not just like a death where you're like, this completely sucks. There's there's more on the other side of it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's really cool picture because, you know, really that's being in Christ. Because he died, and but he was resurrected to new life, right? And so in a similar way, Brett, like you were talking about, sometimes it's dying to ourselves, but it's what's the new life that God has for us that he wants to raise up?
2: I And I just thought it was cool the way you described it too. It's you're dying to yourself, but you opened yourself up to community. Mm-hmm. And because you kind of gave up your stranglehold on things, and mm-hmm. it had to be you, you had to control, you had it, and then once you died to that and you allowed others in, you allowed others to kind of partner with you, and that brought a lot of fullness, which is kind of this journey we wanted our church to be on this year about being stronger together. That's a perfect example of
0: that. Definitely. All right, you guys have any closing thoughts?
2: No, I'm I'm just I'm excited for this this study on Ephesians. I mean, it's gonna be it's fun. I'm already seeing the fruit of us doing it here on the podcast. We have it on Sundays. We have it at our home life. Um, now I'm ex, I'm excited to to dig in deeper. Oh, uh, one one comment that I heard somebody say, I won't say a name, but as a parent, and you you get the message on Sundays most of the time your kids aren't in there. But then you can say like, hey, you guys remember that that chapter we read this week and throughout the week? Well, here, here's some other insights. And, then, <laughs> and so then you can, you can like take Pastor Barry's uh, like <laughs> highlights and you can like sound, the person said, I can sound smart now. <laughs> I know the person's already smart. No, but it, it is cool because there's things like, oh, yeah, I like the way that was delivered. I did not thought of it that way. And then you just bring this like full circle, of this roundness to bring it in your home life, to your church life, to your own personal spiritual life and yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I
1: would just encourage people. Um, like just talk, just talk about this or things or things that are highlighted more. Like it doesn't have to be only in Bible study time or right. things like that. Like I think that's where, you know, going deeper, stronger together and stuff like that. Like talking about God, talking about the way that we're growing, the things that we're challenged with all of those things. That's, going to make a bigger difference if it's outside of just church time or outside of just small group time it's like if you make it more normal a part of discussions with people that you trust people that you look to like you'll see those bonds and those relationships transform and i think the possibilities are endless for what god has for us
0: that's a great point to leave us off on we have a lot to look forward to this year and we're excited to walk this journey together with you So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season.